Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 3, Episode 22, Frasier Loves Roz, in which mixed signals send the wrong messages entirely to Roz about Frasier's romantic interest. Very simple one for you this week, Kay, after we hear about Niles needing some coaching because he's going to be flying coach on the plane. Would you ever pay extra to fly business or first class? Does that appeal to you at all? Or have Uh you flown? Well, one I haven't. Okay, neither have I. Neither um, I. I don't know if I would because the thing is, I think if if it was something that you've done before and you know about the luxury and the experience of it, maybe mm. you would. Uh, yeah. But as I've never experienced it, it's not a loss to me to not have it. Yeah, you have no point of kind of reference. And I'm a tight skate. I'm like mm. a ch- tight. I'm a cheap skate. Yeah, uh, I like tight skate. Though. Tight skate, that new word. I like that a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a bit of a cheap skate, so I I, mm. I just go for the cheapest deal available. I mean, I would sit just literally on the wing, hanging on if need be. <laughs> they're <laughs> the they cheapest let, yeah. options. Yeah, they got standing options. You know, just I'll bungee cord me to the roof of the <laughs> Boeing, and I'll be fine. Um, no, I think I'm similar to you, really. Like. I'd have to have a stupid amount of money to to want to do that. Like something like first class on BA to New York or something. Very classy, you know, very cool. Um, but you know, I'm quite happy sitting in a cramped chair reading or watching Seinfeld I mean, on my phone I'm, or something. I'm probably gonna doze off for most of it. So <laughs> exactly. And if you do, especially on like a long haul flight, and then you're just thinking, why have you paid the extra money? I mean, admittedly to be a bit comfier to fall asleep, but you know, it's it's one of those. Um be very interested for listeners to get in touch about whether they've uh, ever flown business or first class because I'm going to wager someone listening will have. Um, it's not so much a thing in the UK as it is in the U in the US. I feel like in the US I see it way more, but maybe that's because they have more long haul flights than we do. Um, I don't know. A lot of a lot of the UK holiday industry is just European breaks, and they're not really long enough to warrant class based planes. Yeah, I think. Obviously, with the nature of the US and just how big a country it is, I mean, you guys need you have domestic flights and things like that, you know. The, mm. Whereas we we can quite easily get about without flights, really. Maybe, yeah, I mean, you know, well, let's all get on the ferry, okay, or a ferry. train. Let's go on a train to another country. The one that goes <laughs> under the Channel Tunnel that is just incredible. But yeah, like uh, domestic flights in in America, like often the equivalent of like us flying to Europe or something. It's like you know, two hours to Spain, two and a half hours to Spain. It take you that to fly from New York to, you know. The, the beginning of the midwest or the midwest or something so yeah crazy let us know if you've ever flown at coach business or first class um shall we took ourselves into trivia corners week yeah yeah let's do it mate okay so we have a new uh trivia member who has joined the cadre this week called hooping cranes and cammy hammy our, our boy hamish has very graciously gifted him his three questions and let hooping cranes ask three and taking a bit of a back seat this week um because he's just a lovely man so we will ask those first question one from hooping cranes okay what are the three things they could put on dr crane's tombstone oh god um mm. is one something like cultured um or- not quite. Oh, one was something about flesh. Like I feel like there was one like um, change one letter there. Not quite flesh. Fresh. He's fresh. Flesh. Flesh. Oh, can, oh, you, can, you remember, can you remember? It's going that? badly, mate. It's going really badly. <laughs> oh, I've got because it was Daphne and Roz talking about it in like the kitchen. I think when they're on about 
Dr. Crane and oh, it's gone really badly, mate. This is a shocking start. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You've got plenty of times to write this ship, Key. Plenty of opportunities. Do you want to tell you? Yeah, go on. You have to tell me. Settled, okay. nurturing, nurturing, and substance over flash. Oh, that makes a lot more sense than substance over flesh, which is what I thought she said. Is, yeah, I, mean, I don't know what kind of substance we're talking about here. Some kind of non-human thing. Um, what is Ben's surname? I know this one. Collins. Yes, ben it Collins. is. Way yeah. to go, sunshine. <laughs> well, I'm like, okay. Question three. Fraser claims to have slept with 11 women in this episode. Up until this episode, we know of seven. Who are they? Okay, let's do great, this. Great, great question. One, Lilith. Lilith. Two, the piano lady, Clarice, I think. Yes, yeah, great. We're remembering her name there. Um, Obviously, Diane. Diane. Kate. Kate. BB. BB. Looking for two T- more. Tia Leone's character, whose name I can't remember. Is it Sheila? Yeah, I think so, because she also yeah. slept with Cliff, I think. Because I have, I have a Sheila here. Okay. And then there's the last one. There's one I'm thinking, but I don't know if they actually slept together. They said, I just certainly faked it. I think <laughs> you should say it because I thought I've got it here. Madeline Marshall. Madeline Marshall. Okay, that is a phenomenal effort, that is. That is absolutely <laughs> unreal. I would, I'd have forgotten half of them. Um, you know, obviously, I'd kick myself when you told me them, but. Um, Bloody, bloody good work there. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let me let me ask. Yeah, so from Missy Crane, um, they they put, according to Fraser's math, how old is Roz? Okay, I don't... There's a little bit of context that he gives about kind of freshman and senior year and stuff in a, in a kind of comparison well, to, to how old Ben is. So Ben is 36, I think. Yes, he is. And... I know he says that Roz... So to be clear, we don't know Roz's actual age. I don't correct? think we do, no, no. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so he says that Ben is 36, mm-hmm. and he says something about he's a senior, you're a freshman, or something like that. But I have no idea that in American schools what makes a senior versus a freshman, so this is going to be a complete guess. I think that in American schools, you are a freshman, then you're maybe just like a middleman. I think, I think, a, a I think you go freshman, sophomore senior okay um, so she's two years younger so she's 34 i've got 33 here ah, um but presumably okay. she could also have been 34 and still fall into that bracket so you are you I mean you got all the workings out you're so <laughs> close there um really good question but yeah tough you were, you were good there though. okay okay trivia from run for your life what is a combination to martin's old army footlocker containing one million dollars he took off a drug dealer i think I might get the numbers wrong here. I think left 15. Yes. Right 32. Oh, my goodness. Then it's left. (laughs) Absolutely (laughs) unbelievable, that is key. Well played. (laughs) Well played. You've had a very good trivia corner so far. I mean, Um, it all fell apart in the first question. Yeah, but then look at you now, man. Like (laughs) laughing. Um, Trivia from Niall Crane. What piece of gym equipment do we see in Roz's apartment? Ooh. That's a good one. I did not see that. Um, a bit cheeky. Didn't know this. Mm. I, I think that coffee is good. Maybe she has like just like those like little weights that like every 
I swear every woman I know over the age of 50 has like those little tiny weights that don't actually do anything. They're like one half a kilogram or or like 0.25 kilograms, something like that. Classic. Um, I think she's got something. She got something like that, maybe. Uh, I've got a bike here, a bike. Ah. She's an exercise bike. It's a fair play for Ross for uh, you know getting on the old villa. Um, so well played there, Key. Some good stuff. Gonna lay yours at my feet, and then we can yeah. I think one of these I might have to try and redo because I think we've already had one of them. Oh, blast! I apologise. Okay, so question number one. Mm. Tricky start, but let's see how you do. Um, Who was the guest caller regarding his sex life? I, is it David Duchovny? It was David Duchovny. Yeah, because I was when I was listening, I was like, "Is this David Duchovny?" Because obviously he, we've he's come up before. We know he has a sex addiction in real life. Is he just this? Yeah. Just his way of like, you know, what? I'm not, I'm not precious about it. Um, yeah. Let me just because I, I, I love spot, him so much. I never usually spot the guest caller on the credits, and at the end of this one, I did, and it was David Duchovny. I, I honestly, I, I because I'm a huge fan of his, I I, I tweaked it with him when he was talking. I was like, "That's David Duchovny," um, just as being a diehard Fox Fox Mulder. Um, in fact, I bought these clear lens sunglasses recently, and if I wear these with a Mac, I actually look a little bit like him. I, so. I think you've got David Duchovny vibes. Actually, I think Thanks. your hair was a little bit longer. It needs to be floppier, doesn't it? Like I'd. I'd, I'd I'd ex- I think you were David Duchovny, mate. Thanks, lad. <laughs> Honestly, my ego doesn't need that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, my second question um, we have already had. It was going to be, what is Ben's last name? Oh, damn. So, I'm going to tr- again. again. and come up with something very, very quickly. Just looking at my notes. What type... I think we, we see one type of flower and we hear one type of other flower other type of flower this isn't being phrased very well what two types of flowers did um eddie bring home tulips and roses i think roses is definitely correct i couldn't tell i thought it was a daffodil no they're tulips the yellow <laughs> the yellow thing i thought daffodils were yellow yeah they are I thought but tulips were like a pinky color you can get hang on maybe it's a, maybe it's, was it a daffodil that hadn't bloomed that's what i thought it was yeah but... uh daffodil not bloomed Let's have a look. I mean, I'll have a look at the scripts. He does anything on the script. Mm, it could be. It could be. But then if I go, let me go a yellow tulip. Mm, it really looks like a yellow tulip to me. Okay, I'm going to give you it then. And I don't. I don't as, know. As someone who knows nothing about. Um... Oh, here we go. Yes, you're correct. KCL has it down as a few yellow tulips. Oh, there we go. So there you go, Will. Very well done. Little uh, Royal Horticultural Society boy over here. I think we're finding out why I don't work in a florist. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Is that your final question? Uh, I've got one more. Lay it on me. What are the three signs that Roz is mentally incompetent? Um, Delusions. Delusional. Um, Oh, sugar. Um... There's another thing, and then no one else is like it's borderline. Um, We're looking for three altogether. Yeah, delusional is one. Delusional. Um, oh god, I'm so frustrated. I should get this. <sighs> you have to tell me. You sure? Yeah. She is irrational. Irrational. Uh, because of an incident, I think, with a vending machine. Don't you dare call me irrational. You know that makes me crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is delusional because she thinks that the success of the show is due to her. 
Yes. And she has below average intelligence because I, I'm not sure what type of wine. She ordered something as a white. I think she ordered a white Zinfandel. Yeah. Um, so. See, look, I can remember all the shitty details <laughs> and up it you need. Um, thank you. Some cracking questions there. Uh, let's see things for a close with MK this week and a few of the other from the group. Um, how long have Ross's parents been divorced? Okay. They've been divorced for 15 years, I believe. Yes, they she have. She needs to get over it now. Does she does need to get over it. Um, <laughs> how do the boys diagnose Roz as being mentally incompetent? Yeah, do, I don't think you just said these things, actually. So, uh, so just... yeah, irrational because of the vending machine instant when she like, punched a vending machine. Did you just say that a minute ago? Yeah. Oh, you did mention the vending machine. Um, can, so, you remember, yeah. can you remember what happened, what it, what it did, though, the vending Was machine? Was it something like she wanted a Twinkie and got an Oreo or something, or the other way around? I it think. gave her a Twinkie instead of an Oreo, yeah, so yeah. well played. Um, um, delusional, she thinks the show is... The success is due to herself. Yes. And the, and what, and, the other one, yeah. Yeah, it was the Zinfidel, I think you said. Sorry. I, would, I wouldn't that. have got uh, Zinfidel for that record. I, all I know was something white. I've I think. just completely thrown you thrown MK <laughs> under the bus then by giving you an answer. Um, I'm very sorry, Corey, but just please take it as a compliment. The wavelengths get stronger every week on this podcast. Trivia um, from Hot House Orchid. What is the main age difference between Martin and Roz? And I should say... Caitlin, I think, has forgotten to put the answer here, so I'm I've okay. got no idea. Martin is so did you say did you say Martin and Roz, yeah? Yes. Yeah, Martin's 64 in this episode. Mm-hmm. And what age have we just agreed on for Roz? Did we say 33 in the end? 33, yeah. Okay, so is that 31 years, I think? Um, I would love minus... to confirm, okay, but I've got no answer here. So I, I, gonna... I think it's 31, 64 oh. minus um 33. I'm just going to smile and wave. Um, I think it's 31. Oh, sugar. <laughs> hang on. Sorry. No, she has put the answer. 31. Martin says he's 64. Ben's going to be 36. Blah, 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 blah. We did the senior thing. Yeah. Excellent. Caitlin, great question. Um, 31 years. So good stuff. How many times each week do Tom and his girlfriend have sex? They do it twice on weekdays and mm. three times a day on the weekend. That dude is living so, some life. 16. Five. 16 spot on <laughs> gay. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, is that everything? Yeah. So that's everything for this for, for this week on Trivia Corner. Thank you, everyone who wrote in, as always. Thank you, MK and Hamish, for organizing and Hooping Cranes. Welcome to the fold as well. Shall we get to the review, Kay? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Animation watch, please. Was it fireworks? Yes, it was. It was fireworks. We've had these before. You're a fan of these, I believe. Uh, yeah, don't mind a don't mind a nice firework. Don't mind a firework. What yeah, I, I find like strange around where I live now, people let off fireworks during the day. Mm. I don't understand this at slightly, all. Slightly, it's kind of pointless. I but think. they do it a lot. Like mm. it wasn't a one-off. The last few months, they've consistently every few weeks just been setting off fireworks at like four, five o'clock. And... Are you positive they're just not shooting each other? I mean, it's possible. <laughs> I mean, you let's just not hear the bang. gang violence. And you sat out the window looking like, is that, is that a little bit of light? I can't, yeah, I can't quite light. tell. Is that I a little just... bit of light or is that just the sound of civil unrest? <laughs> What's happening over there? Um, I mean, where do you stand on fireworks, Kay? Because I'm not sure if I've actually said this before, but like in, in, in 10 seconds, my opinion on them. Really, really dislike them. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for... Like when we had a cat, like Tom never really cared about fireworks. Mm. But if I had a pet who was scared of fireworks, it would mightily piss me off. That, yeah, big time. Um, and I mean, you wouldn't mind if it was like an event, if it was like just bonfire night or just New Year's Eve and you went to like an event. But it seems these days that people are constantly 
I don't every know other how, week because it's illegal to buy them outside of like two periods in the year. I don't know, but I, honestly, around me, around where I live, honest, every couple of weeks, someone's like in our fireworks. So annoying, and especially when it's in the middle of the day. I'm like, what? I, just, I can't even understand your rationale. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, listeners, last week it's just been July, Fourth of July. So happy Independence Day to our colonial cousins. Um, please tell us what you make of fireworks, because presumably you saw a lot of them over the uh, the Independence Day weekend. Um, so. Probably, I don't know. I feel like Americans do fireworks better than we do. So I feel be... like it's a bigger deal for them in terms yeah, of fireworks. I think we're so. Like, yeah, a couple of, couple of lights in the sky. And it's hard a sparkler going... and then go home. Yeah. Um, classic. Um, so, KCL, we have David Duchovny here. Things are so great between us physically. It's like, well, how long have you been with your current girlfriend? Six, Six years. years. And the sex is still that good. Um, just for re- one of my favorite callers up to this point, I think, and that is biased because I really like David Duchovny, but also... He's just got a really nice delivery. Like he's quite like chilled and laid back, and he's not he's not bragging, um, which he so could have been. Like they could have written this yeah. as a real brag guy. Um, just yeah, really good vibes from I mean, from Dida. And anytime anyone's throwing out their favorite callers, I mean, I'm just gonna put again. Ben Stiller. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> so so good. He's um, up there for me. He's up. There and I, I do, I do love. Um, oh, is it John Lithgow when he's uh, when he's like mad? Is he Mad Martinez? Mad Man Martinez. I'm like, what are you talking about, Mad Man? You're crazy. You're, you're crazy. You're crazy, Mad Man. And Matthew Broderick as well, the uh, the petrol station attendant um, oh. who's, who's seeing himself on the cameras doing yeah. things he doesn't approve of. So good. Frazier's advice is pick out a catalogue at the local college and take a course together. What? What What is that? What is that? That's not advice. That is absolutely insane. People do not have time to take courses together. Like, you know, just what a... Some do, but I mean that is an insane piece of advice as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, and Jen, listen, if you want to find out if you've got anything in common, just sit down and try and talk to each other. They've like, been together for six years. You must have something in common. Yeah, you know? Six years is an extraordinarily long time. Yeah. Um and, uh, and but after that stage, you start picking up enough about each other that you can at least fake an interest. Okay. Yeah. You, you can at least bluff your way through the conversation, even if you don't like it. Exactly like when Shan is talking to you about this podcast, presumably. Actually, it's about when Shan, because she she saw on your Goodreads that you want to read a book that she loves. Was it a Sarah J. Mass one? It was book? indeed. Yeah. No way. A, a Court of Thorns and Roses, Akatars, I'm constantly told. That is meant do you know why I love that? Because it's Charlotte's like favourite series. Oh, well, if Charlotte wants to join a book club, Shan Rosie, who we went to school with, yeah, and another friend of theirs have a book club just for that. So they just discussed those. Oh books. my god, man! Literally, like Charlotte's um, got like about five different editions of those books so, and stuff. So has Shan. Um, that is and, amazing. And I was like sitting and going, "You own this book. You own it on Kindle. Why are we buying hardbacks? And why are we now buying hard hardbacks when we've got paperbacks?" And, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, but it's a different like cover." It's just... that, oh my god, I've had this exact conversation. This is insane. <laughs> so um, I don't know what's happening here. Okay. But yeah, but I am planning on reading Akatar fairly soon. Um, have you read it? I, I, well, Shan and I had a deal at the start of Euros that mm. she would watch every match with me. And I would read all the books by the 1st of September. Mm. And she has watched a grand total of two matches. So I've read a grand total of four chapters and closed the book. I'm quite looking forward to it. It's a bit of escapism. (laughs) I really am. It's been a while since I've read fantasy. Like, I'm not expecting, you know, I don't know. 
Tolkien. I mean, I don't know how much you know about it. I oh, take... I, I know it's got pretty, uh, it's pretty spicy in parts. I mean, yeah, I refer to it as her fairy porn, basically. Yeah, <laughs> like that it's... is literally, I've heard that described to me as well. Um, yeah. Um, it's, it's literally like I've had this conversation. It's insane. <laughs> See what uh, you think. Um, okay. But it's, it's, um, it wasn't for me. Let's mm-hmm. put it like that. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to give it a whirl, I think, at some point. Apparently, they get even more. Like, I, don't, I, I read like the first five chapters of the first one. I was like, okay, well, she's not watching any football matches, so I'm not reading this book. By like books two or three, apparently, it gets like, whoop! <laughs> um, so anyone listening has read Akatar or in, in general a fan of like fantasy slash romance, please please get in touch. Um, I can't believe we're talking about this on the podcast. Charlotte's literally going to lose her mind. Um, I literally jumped out of her seat when she saw it on your Goodreads because at first she thought you actually read it and was full on ready to invite you to this book club. Oh my God. Like, oh. He wants to join. He's read the book. He must love no the book. No way, man. That's so funny. Um, yeah. But instead, I'm going to be reading The Pillow Man about child <laughs> murder. So there you go. Um, Niles needs talking through the fact he's flying coach. We learn on a phone call here. Just a brilliant little aside, lovely little bit from, from Frege here. Um, and then we see Ross's bridesmaid's dress. I mean, this is this is by all accounts, I think, a terrible dress. I can't, I can't imagine many yeah. listeners will, will see the beauty in this. I, I find, though, that Roz is correct. Most bridesmaid dresses, certainly in sitcoms, they tend to play this angle, I think, quite they a lot. Do, of them being they do, they Yeah. Um, I've not been, I've, well, I've never been a bridesmaid. I've not been to many weddings, so I can't really comment in real so life. I've been to this is... two, I think, and one of them was the best man. So What really were the, bri- the bridesmaid dresses, particularly garbage? They were nice. Not, I think, like, if you've got a nice bride, they're going to want the bridesmaids to look good. Like, it doesn't so, make sense to, like, let's have a, a let's have a core part of my wedding ceremony look terrible. That'll look good in pictures. I think that uh, I'm that petty that as the groom, I'll be turning around to the best man and be like, okay, you need to look bad. Okay, just, <laughs> we need to like, work on rub this? some ketchup around your mouth or something, please. Uh, <laughs> and we can do a few holes in the sleeves or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I get, I get the kind of the trope. But yeah, I just think in general, like people are, people aren't like that, are they? Bridezillas and things—they're just you know less common than TV would have us believe. Um, now, Fraser actually gives some genuine advice here to Ross. You know, maybe it's time you start looking for someone with a little bit more substance over flash and. It's actually nice for once to hear him giving her general, genuine advice that isn't just like slut shaming her. Um, like yeah. he's actually kind of reaching out here, and he's like, you know, this is what you should look for, and he's not being preachy because obviously it's up to Razu the f she wants to go out with. Um, but yeah, there's just there is this is a nice moment I think, and obviously it's called back to at the very end, so I, I appreciated this. I think. Yeah, I think. The thing that's quite clear, and he says this in a nice way, is that she's basically up to this point been dating guys based on their appearance mm. rather big, than considering whether they're actually looking for a long-term relationship and commitment and things like that. Mm. Um, and I think he's just, I think he's quite sensible in saying, okay, maybe you just need to change your outlook here because, mm. you know, the guys you're generally getting with are generally looking maybe just for a short-term fling. So... If you want something long term, go go look in a different place for men. Go, you know, look look in the library. Well, go the go to community the... college and do a course. You know, maybe you'll you do a course together. You could do a course together. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like you know, it's nice that he's not absolutely just destroying her like he normally does. But um, yeah, Fraser's advice in this episode, bit of a mixed mixed bag, I think. Yeah, 
Um, the size of the video camera that, that Paul Dog gives Frazier. I mean, I know obviously this is the, the early 90s, the mid 90s. Staggering to me Staggering, to see that. Isn't it? You can but get I, like cameras now that are the size of pens, you know. I kind of like the big one. If I was, um, I mean, that could be taken out of context, but soundbite. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like if someone had a big like camcorder, like mm. you know, absolutely huge, you need two hands to lift it. I'm far more likely to give them an interview than yeah, if someone like just standing there with of, their phone. If they've got it on their shoulder like an RPG trained at my little head. I'm like, oh, it's the BBC. Exactly. <laughs> someone get it. some blush. <laughs> Come on, lighting, lighting. <laughs> um, it's just it's hilarious because it's massive and it's just, you know, just there's a funny gag. Lido and Bulldog wants it back because he's um he wants to record something for posterity. He's seeing a new girl <laughs> or something. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just hilarious. It's just so big. Um and like Niles trying to use that later. Like the fact that Niles would know how to use a video a camcorder. I, I find it weird that Fraser is borrowing this. Mate, you're on enough money, get your own camera. I mean, yeah, and why from Bulldog? I mean, you know where that's been, mate. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm surprised it's clean to, to handle. I mean, I just, I God, I think that thing needs a wash. Um, you need to wipe that baby down. Um, Niles has bumped into Maris on the ski slopes. Um, can you tell us what time of year it is, Gay? Is it to do with like her goat placenta treatment? It's placenta treatment time again already. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. This is called back in a different episode because it is. Um, a placenta breaks open, doesn't it, in the calf skin lining of a bag or something? It, yeah, it does. And I can't remember which episode it is. But like, weirdly enough, the word placenta is probably a word I associate with Maris. Yeah, because of this, so. kind of, kind of gross, kind of strange. You know, I say gross. It's a, we've, we've all we all had one attached to us. It's a fact of life. But um, yeah, they're like not generally being applied to us now. No, like, no, not, not I, don't, I don't fly out to, to Switzerland or wherever <laughs> to, to get placenta treatments. Um, Niles says she made no tracks in the snow, um, yeah. which is hilarious. Um, what does this make you think of? Because I've got a very specific imagery from a different series and franchise. That this makes me think of. I I don't know. It... Weirdly enough, and it, it does make no sense because it's probably the exact opposite of what Maris is like. It think, makes me think of Bigfoot. But just I get that, I'm, but I'm like, fairly certain he does leave tracks. <laughs> just disappearing and no one can find him. <laughs> In the snowy woods. Um, <laughs> the idea of Bigfoot being so light-footed he doesn't leave any is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, he's that's a misnomer. Um, you know, he should be called no no foot or no footsteps. Um, it makes me think of like the elves from Lord of the Rings. Um, because I'm fairly confident one of the big traits of the elves is like like Legolas. He doesn't leave tracks in the snow. Um, so that's what that. And I can see Maris. You know, I can see her in this kind of like you know when they go through like the Alvan territories in Lord of the Rings. Everything's very ethereal and like rich and wealthy. And I can see her kind of married to some kind of Alvan lord. Um, not doing a fat lot. Um, so there you go. There's the Fraser Lord of the Rings crossover that I never thought would, would happen. Um, ben Collins is introduced at this point as his is, there you go, sunshine. Oh, God. I've oh, got a lot of things to say on Ben please, Collins. Please, please go, go nuts. One, he creeps me out. The guy's He's a, creep. a terrifying man. Two, I'm, listen, I'm not being harsh to Ben. But I'm surprised he slept with 151 women. I am also. In, I mean, if David Duchovny tells you he slept with that many women, you're like, yeah, fair enough. That, that's probably true. Yeah, you but... were in the X Files and you look like that. But then Ben, <laughs> Ben, mm, mm. you look like Mick Hucknall from Simply Red. <laughs> I mean, come on, lad. <laughs> um, yeah, not a fan of Ben. Okay, not a fan of Ben. I just, I do like the fact that Frasier knows him. 
mm. um, on the basis that it, it brings sort of this very nice sort of issue with his ethics and the fact that he knows, but he can't tell Roz. I quite like that whole little dynamic. Same. Um, I would have thought the easiest way of resolving it would have just been for Niles to say, sitting at the table a little bit longer, he'd have come over with Roz, seen his therapist there, and thought, oh, I probably shouldn't do this in front of my therapist, and would leave. That's a very good point. Niles um, hasn't said anything. Niles has not breached any privilege in any way. He's just been there. He's just sat off. there. And then, just by association, Ben would probably think, oh, I probably shouldn't go there. Mm. Um, that's what probably would have been the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I'm with you. I think that makes sense. Because um, I find it weird because Niles and Ben never actually see each other when he's with Ross. No, they as, don't. They by the time she comes over, he's disappeared. I forget the mm. reason for him disappearing, but he's gone by the time she sits down. He says, uh, like, I just want to, I, I shouldn't be seen here. I, I, I'll go before he sees me. Like, he says something explicitly along those lines. And I'm just thinking, why? Well, yeah, because you've for not the, For the any... advancement of the plot. <laughs> if, yeah, if, he, if he's, you know, dating someone you know, that's not, I mean, that's just life. That's not a breach of any ethics. Yeah. You know, obviously, yeah. he can't say anything to her about how he knows Ben or possibly mm. if he even does know Ben. But he could sit there and just, like, not say a lot. I think it must just be like the fact that, you know, you don't, you bump into your therapist outside of the safe environment and then it's a bit like, oh God, how do I, what do we do here? You know, it's just a bit, I don't know. It's, it must be weird for, for people who are in therapy, which, you know, a lot of people are certainly probably a lot, a lot more people these days than there were in the mid nineties. Um, yeah. So it's probably quite a common occurrence. Um, Eddie comes into the apartment now with his tulips. Uh, very cute. He does look hilarious the way he's holding them. I do love this. Um, and then, uh, is Roz in the apartment already, or does she come over at this point? Because my next bullet point is like when she's speaking to Daphne in the kitchen. No, I think she comes over. I think um, I, I oh, think Fraser's uh, been waiting for her, and she's late. And she was yes. late because she was with Ben, I think. Oh, that's right. Ben rang out. Ben, Ben, Ben. Can't you pay some attention to me? Oh, he says that a little bit later, but um, great line. Um, and like, you know, to, the, to Daphne in the kitchen, she's like, does Frasier seem weird to you? And Daphne's like, oh God, yes. Um, just a really good line, which okay. Daphne Ooh. does not have much to say in this episode. Little trivia question for you. Why does Cristiano Ronaldo hate this scene? What a question. Why does Cristiano Ronaldo hate in the kitchen? Yeah. Um, just generally, yeah, it occurs in the kitchen as well, but it's in this scene generally. Is someone drinking a Coke? Yes, when Roz comes in, uh, when Fraser says he'll get his briefcase, she says, I'll go get a Coke. Oh, there you go, man. Did you uh, think I'd get that? I bet you didn't. Oh, no, I thought you did. I thought I'm really proud of you, mate. Oh, well, thanks, lad. Anyone who's um, not a football fan is not getting this. But... People are not going to understand. Yeah. yeah. A bit of a sponsorship contention with the Euros yeah. and, and Coke. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo does not like Coke, basically. No. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you see what the, the condition his body is in, you can see why he doesn't drink any Coke. No, we should all be on his physical Honest. training regimen. He like, has like seven meals a day. I mean, his, his yeah. life is literally fitness. He, he, I think he sleeps. He doesn't sleep for more than two hours at a time. He has about six naps a day, apparently. That is meant to be like really good, but like just not but practical for anyone. Can you imagine just turning around to your boss going, sorry, it's time for my 11 o'clock nap. Now, <laughs> we'll sleep later. I've got my hot milk and my cookie. Is I'm going to the conference room. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's 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 meant to be great, but yeah, it's not practical for anyone. I think with a with a job, which is to say, most of us. Um, 
just when Bolt, okay, so we have like the, the kind of misunderstanding now, and Fre- Roz thinks Fry just after him, and we have the oh, Ben, 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 we just drop it with Ben and pay some attention to me, um, <laughs> which is just fantastic to me. Um, but my next bullet point is like Bulldog back at KCL wants the camera back because of this thing I mentioned yeah. earlier. What a line is maybe tonight you can have a police sketch artist crouch on your balcony. <laughs> And the bulldog seems to accept it. Like, that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I mean, one bulldog, that's just not possible. Two, it'd be very, very expensive if it was. And three, it's just really quick from Frage. I love that line. And also just the idea of someone sitting there, like it's sinister as hell. I hate it. Um, but also love it. It's really funny. Um, I put here, Key, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. What? Why is that? What do we think is in that tape wall in KACL? Because Fraser's replacing some tapes in it this week. Do you reckon it's advertisers? I, I, I don't know. It's there's a lot of tapes there. There is a lot of tapes. I, th- mm. I think it must be advertising. The, maybe like maybe different... the master tapes from that recording or something. Maybe unless it's just like different commercials or something like. But that said, he doesn't. I don't know because we don't seem, I think, use the tape wall often enough for it to be specific to one thing. Mm. It's not, oh, whenever he does this bit, he goes and gets attacked. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's very difficult. So I don't know if it's just something for him to do, basically. Mm, it's just a, it's into, a prop for him to get into Ross's booth. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just got to thinking because yeah, you know, if we don't we don't see use that often. Um yep. sorry, motorbike going past, you can probably hear that. Um Oh yeah, you know, sometimes we see him put a tape into the little machine next to him, but you know, I don't know. So interesting question. They're very it's very pleasing to look at. They're all multicolored. I like that a lot. They're not like his collection of his own tapes at home, which are all monochrome and just looks ridiculous. Um where am I here? Oh yeah, it's like Frasier now back in his booth, like me and my stupid advice. We'll be with you for the next three hours. <laughs> so good. That is exactly Lord. like buttons and bows. Yeah. Who watches PBS? <laughs> I'll tell you who. <laughs> I'll tell you who. <laughs> Discerning cultured viewers like yourselves. Um, so we we have Niles and Martin's camcorder scene now back at the apartment, which I think is iconic. I think this is so, so this good. Is, I feel if you tried to get anyone to do a tape like this, this is what they would do. <sighs> so do much this, so. They would mess about like this. You'd just take the mic, wouldn't you? Um, yeah. Martin's just the kind of person you just know this is coming. Niles turning the camera on himself is a nice touch and, you know, like, future generations see what i had to put up with like his face is looking so bemused um but yeah just when martin says this obviously he's joking but he does he's the kind of person we've talked a little bit about his kind of maybe morally gray ethics i wonder what kind of trinkets he has stored away from his time on the force you think he's got a million dollars in a marked belt i wouldn't put it past him <laughs> i wouldn't put it past him he's got a shoebox filled with sinatra songs so i mean true. who knows what else and is and, and some guy's confession that is not in evidence locker somewhere like, you made just lose my mind <laughs> i didn't mean to hurt you um i mean i one thing i was going to say here just a quick anecdote is that my uncle has so many home movies like this he was always filming us on holidays when we went on family holidays and stuff and they're all digitized now and um you know at the time we were thinking you know what are you doing and now we we owe a great we owe so much to him because he has just recorded like five ten years of our lives like just in and he always used to put them on when we'd go around have a weekend for a cup of tea it'd be like a joke thing to put them on in the background but there is an infamous clip um which i put on twitter once and i can't find the tweet and I, I, i would never have deleted it but i cannot find the tweet no matter what and i know the words i put in the tweet and for some reason can't can't find it 
but it's run on a beach somewhere. And I'm about six or so, maybe even a bit younger than that. And I want to go on this bouncy castle on the beach. And there's like three girls already on the bouncy castle. Um, but I want to go on the bouncy castle and I don't want to share it with these girls. Um, so I get on the bouncy castle and I start bouncing around next to these girls. And I get really like grumpy and sulk. And then I'm just like bouncing on the steps of the bouncy castle away from them. And then eventually I just got to sit down on the steps and slump and put my head in my hands and sulk and i'm just sitting there like doing this just looking really sad while these girls bounce behind me it is the most shocking symbol of toxic masculinity you've ever seen genuinely honestly it's such a funny clip i'm gonna try and find it i'm gonna have to try and find it because it's amazing um oh god no the closest i've got to that is my when we were kids it was like christmas day and my mom would like film us as we were opening our presents oh i love and one year i wanted a little wrestling man and yeah. I didn't get a wrestling man. Oh no! And I, in this video, I just go really quiet. I just look down at my shoes, like, "Are you, are you okay, Kieran?" No. <laughs> and then um, I start to get upset, and I just I must slip on some wrapping paper that's on the floor and go. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just hear the subs coming, and it's it's quite artistic, really. Actually. That is absolutely hilarious. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I'm going to do my best to try and dig out that clip because it's going to be on. Oh, I need to watch it, mate. <laughs> Literally, it was so funny when I put it on Twitter because I put like a joke, like, you know, this is what toxic masculinity looks like. And <laughs> now I can't find it. So, you know, there we go. Um, we are never so helplessly unhappy as when we lose love. Um, this is I, I, this was something I actually considered as a trivia question. What is the quote from Freud? Really it's, beautiful, isn't it? Hauntingly beautiful, I would say. Hauntingly beautiful. Kind of a, a bit of a... I don't know what the word is, but it's it's evident already that Niles is Jungian. So I, I always take a bit of umbrage of the fact he's like, oh, you can't just quote Freud. That's the Cranes boys kryptonite because we know he's Jungian, not Freudian. Um, so it's kind of like, but then they, they do this in different episodes as well. I, I would, just, I think we're meant to just suspend disbelief and assume they both like both of them um, because, you know. Do you have a favourite quote from the world, not so much of television and quoting TV shows or films, but from academia or... Oh, man, I probably do, actually. I was just thinking about this. Give me give me a sec, and if you've got one, think of one. Mine, again, it's a bit of a cop-out because I first heard it on a TV show, um, but it's Pablo Neruda with laughter is the language of the soul. Oh, which I, God. Which is from the episode um, Bart sells his soul of The Simpsons, mm. which is why I first heard it. Oh, I remember um, you saying that's what you found out about Pablo Neruda. Uh, but it is. I just love Bart's comeback to that line is, I am familiar with the works of Pablo Neruda. <laughs> um, but oh, I think it's a really beautiful quote. Oh, I'm trying to think. I've got so many. Um, there's a wonderful there's a wonderful line at the end of a chapter in As I Lay, As I Lay Dying, a William Faulkner book, which I studied at undergrad. It's just a brilliant, brilliant book. Um which is where the main character says, um, how often have I lain at night beneath a strange roof listening to rain? Um, and it's just this idea of like, he's just kind of thinking about, thinking back about all the times he's just kind of slept somewhere, listening to the sound of rain on the roof, wondering where, what he's doing with his life. You know, it just, he's young when he says that, but I love that so much. Um, I also just love the opening to a Walter Raleigh poem, which um, is, the, the poem is, if all the world and love were young and truth in every shepherd's tongue, these pretty pleasures might me move to live with thee and be thy love. Um, 
But the, the the first line, if all the world and love were young, is the name of a poetry collection that came out a couple of years ago and won like the forward prize or something. Um, it might be of interest to listeners, actually. So I'll just give a quick 30 second summary. It's essentially about like it's by Stephen Sexton and it's dealing with like the death of his mother. Um, but every poem is based on an old Super Mario level. Um, from the original Super Mario game. So wow. it'll be called like Yoshi's Island or Bowser's Castle. And then the poems are just insanely beautiful. Like this this, this collection was acclaimed. It was published by Penguin and stuff. Um, all because when she died, he found an old picture she'd taken of him sitting in his spare room playing Super Mario on the TV um, with his back to her. And it was just kind of like, he never says this explicitly. But I've never said this to you before. I don't think no. so, no. Um, He never says this explicitly, but I think he just saw that and thought, my mom thought enough to stop and take a photo of this extremely simple, banal scene and nothing is happening. I'm just playing a video game. Why did she do that? And it's just like, because it doesn't matter what you're taking a photo of, does it, when it's the people you love? You just She just wanted to take a photo there. And so he kind of traces that back and then, uses Super Mario as a concert, which sounds nuts, but this collection was just so popular. The crossover appeal is mad. Um, yeah. So if all the world... I've got and... goosebumps just listening to you. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, if all the world and love were young, I think is, is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Because, and like, yeah, just the whole... That in itself is like youth is wasted on the young and stuff, you know. It's just... But I have a million of these... I have a million. I'm trying to think of some more, actually. Let me try to think of some more. Because um, this, is, this is a question you shouldn't have asked. Um, <laughs> Anything from Akatar could come in here. <laughs> um, um, there's a really, 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 really short poem by W.S. Merwin called Wish. And it's like, um, let me let me, let me find it. It's, it's literally like three lines. Um, there it is. It's please, please one more kiss in the kitchen before we turn the lights off. Um, and like, please one more is the first line, kiss in the kitchen, second line, before we turn the lights off is the third. And it's just this really like, it's really moving. I can't imagine like an older couple kind of going up to bed and stuff. And it's like, you know, just trying to recapture their youth and how they were first in love in that one, one moment. You're like, just kiss me one more time before we turn the lights off and kind of today ends. Um, and I just love that. I love that. Um, we should do a freaking podcast episode where we just talk about <laughs> literature and, and books and quotes it, we mate. love. Honestly, <laughs> if there's any call for that, listeners, let us know. Um, because, oh my God, I'd do that for free. Um, I think they're now discussing the instances in which they're allowed to break confidentiality. They are, and we get the little triptych of things Ross has done, which we've, we've covered a couple of times, thanks to um, some excellent trivia corner. Um, so Fraser kind of rushes out to, to, to go and get her. But Ross, our beloved sweet chinchilla, has been dumped. Um, ben has already got to her first, and the sunshine is no longer blazing, shall we say. In fairness... How long have they been dating you? About two weeks? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm way on Ben's side here. I mean, um, she's saying I love you after two weeks. So and she's the kind of person where if someone says that to her after like a year, she's like, whoa, bit yeah. too, bit too close. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, we're supposed to believe she's heavily infatuated, but it's kind of hard to... She, she's moving very fast here. She's moving <laughs> very fast. Um, um, yeah. It, it's a bit like... It's a bit like episode of Friends where Chandler decides that he wants commitment. And then scares off every wom- every woman he meets because he's yeah. overly committed from the very word go. <laughs> yeah. That's very true. Um, and I would be scared to death if I was Ben. So I think I think Roz has, has played herself here. Um, 
Why? Yeah, I'm, literally my next bullet point is why the F did she say I love you so soon with 10 exclamation marks? So there you go, <laughs> Q. We're on the same way. Like, Fraser's advice is again terrible here. It's like, you know, brush your hair, your teeth. <laughs> it's like, here she is bereft and you're just telling her she's got food in her teeth. I mean, yeah. Read the room, Fred. Yeah, mate. Let it go. Okay, let, it, let it go. Let it go, you piece of work. Um, so just yeah, just not good. Not good from Frage. Um, Roz is so sad here. And like she's done a really quick 180 from suddenly needing Frasier's affection from earlier in the in the in the show. She's like, What the F? Don't like me. Um, yeah, now she's I, like, the only thing keeping me together is knowing that someone like you could be interested in someone like me. Like it's a sweet sentiment, but I do find it a little bit weird. And even when even when she sort of goes, oh, no, no, I, we, you know, what are we thinking? This is crazy. I don't mm. fully, she doesn't, I don't know. She seems like she's quite half-hearted when she's saying that to me. Mm. It's not like she's actually repulsed by the idea or that she really jumps backwards or anything like that. I just, I find it a bit of a strange move, to be mm. honest with you. I'm not sure if, if they're trying to, if they want the audience to want them to be together or something at this stage. And I might be testing the waters a little bit. Yeah. Um, mm. But I do really like the ending of this, the way that uh, when she tells Frasier that she loves him and he says it back, I find that a really sweet, mm. genuinely very tender moment between the two of them that probably epitomizes why it was best that they stay friends mm. um, throughout the show. But then again, I also find it quite weird that again, when they when they both leave, well, when Frasier leaves, they both stay standing by the door for a moment as though they're kind of yeah. pining for each other. Yeah. I just I'm not quite sure the direction that the writers want me to go in as a as a the audience member. I'm completely with you. And I think it must be so hard as a writer on shows like this to kind of balance the the needs of an audience when they, they they want love interests to come and they want and some things you know they'll want some things when they won't want others it's a bit like on friends when like rachel and joey get together in season nine and like bits of ten um it doesn't last very long i just think it was such a massive misstep in friends it's like there's just no need it's awkward as hell they have no chemistry um and it was just added to kind of spice things up in the last seasons or two um and like maybe they are testing the waters here, but yeah, like you're so right, especially the fact that there's a lot of pining at the end. And um, I'm very, I've got very, very mixed feelings about the fact that Fraser and Roz do sleep together in the show, generally speaking, anyway. Um, really, really don't like the fact they do that because it's ultimately meaningless. Um, mm. And their relationship's just really, you know, it's really sweet. This toast at the end is really sweet. I really love this. And, Frasier's kind of violent brushing of her hair is hilarious. She's like, tsh, 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 tsh. Um, just absolutely fantastic. Um, and there's a kind of hint to hot pursuit as well here. That episode that we've talked about where they also nearly have sex. Um, they're kind of like the chemistry will they won't they? So it's definitely something the writers were toying with um, as yeah. the show went on for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the end of my bullet points. Anything you've got that you didn't? What the only thing I want to say is, what do you make? Obviously, at the start of the episode, when Frasier first sees the dress, he makes a joke about an Irish drag queen making their day. Um, yeah. And then at the end of the episode, that sort of comes to fruition because you, we see that someone, you know, obviously comes to pick up the dress, and then that delivery man is seen walking down the road in the dress later on. Right. Okay. Or that's what I took it as anyway. I, I hadn't watched the post-credit scene, so. Oh, okay. So basically, at the start, he says um, you could give it away and make some like Irish drag, drag queen very happy day. or something. Yeah. Um, and then when Roz is getting rid of all the dresses at the end, the delivery man sort of takes out the dress and sort of looks at it, so plays with the fabric. And then at the end, you see um, someone walking down 
the road wearing that dress. So he is an Irish drag queen. I think that, yeah, that's what the joke is meant to be. What do you think of that in today's, like, do you reckon, how do you reckon the joke would be taken today if it was came out today, uh, do you think? I think, I mean, drag artists are still very popular, more popular than they've ever been with, like, yeah. you know, drag race and stuff. Um, I don't think that's offensive. Do, do that. you think that they, I, I, I mean, I've, I've not necessarily got an opinion on it. I just don't know if, do you reckon, because obviously, the way Fraser says it about Irish drag, do you reckon it's meant it be to be seen derogatory? As, yeah, do you reckon it'd be seen in that way that he's taking the mick a little bit? Or? I think maybe, but then also I think drag artists would probably also say to you that a lot of the kind of the, the vaudeville side of things, they are purposely wearing kind of garish and gaudy clothing. Like that's part of the act, isn't it? That's part of drag as, as a culture. Um, so yeah, it's a tough one. I don't think, I, I, weirdly, I think it's quite, you know, safe-ish. Um, it could be a lot more offensive, um, you know. It's but it's interesting to kind of yeah think about these things in, in kind of contemporary because drag drag culture is more prevalent than it's ever been. You know, yeah. it's like mainstream it's, now. It's sort of exploded in popularity the last few years. Massively, is it, is it RuPaul's Drag yeah, Race? Yeah, like it is massive in America, I think, and here as well. Yeah. You know, it's it's it is mainstream now. Um, so it's 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 interesting how how much changes in 20, 25 years. Um, is this episode in your top ten key? It's not in my top 10, no. It's not in my top 10 either. But a, a decent app. Um, good for Fraser and Roz's relationship building. Always always useful to uh, to get a little bit more kind of foundation in there. Uh, who have you gone for for actor pick? So for me, I think, I mean, honourable shout out to Martin because I like when he's messing about with the camera and his fake death and things like that. Mm. Um, I think Fraser's a little bit up and down just in terms of his advice. And yeah, he's a bit all over the place in this episode for me. So I'm going to give it to Roz. I think the the, the end scene where she's with Fraser and you have that very tender moment where she's very vulnerable and exposed following this breakup with Ben. Mm. Um, I think that comes across really sweet. And the way that she says, I love you, Fraser, I think is a really, really tender moment and really well acted. So I'll give it to Perry. A wonderful choice and one that I kind of wish I'd gone with as well because I completely, you know, especially the end, Roz is really selling it to me. Um, but I have gone for Frasier just because this episode, you know, he it is all about him and kind of circumnavigating his ethics and obviously genuinely caring about Roz rather than just making her feel bad for like a sexual, you know, history and stuff. Um yeah, I just like the way he conducted himself in this episode a little bit, other than his shit advice, uh, like take a take a college course and you know brush your do a teeth. course together. Do okay. a course together. Um, let's if anyone out there is having relationship problems, I don't think doing a course together is going to help you. So, but let us um, know if it has. Okay, let us know. Yeah. Did you take like a bike repair shop and and it fixed your marriage or something like there that? There you go. Uh, fix your marriage we, like a. We came to repair the bike, but we repaired. Relationship. <laughs> but we left with a new inner tube. <laughs> um, so Kennedy Burlinky, what sickly nickname does he give to all the women he dates? <laughs> take 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 a moment if you want, and then you can, oh. you can come back as a I, I, I want to know I, what Kennedy's term of endearment is. He's just started seeing a lady. He doesn't want to use her name because he knows he's gonna call her by the other girl he saw earlier in the day. What does he call them, Kay? <laughs> um but you're on the spot so much is, i know this is the first time i'm genuinely stumped by what kennedy would say honestly maybe um, maybe it's not safe for the podcast i mean that's a possibility i have a feeling he calls him something extraordinarily 
controversial. <laughs> um, possibly not even legal. <laughs> um, so that's all I'll say. Um, that's all I'll say. No further explanations needed. All that remains is to play who's crazy anyway, Key. And your quote this week is, don't deny it. Who don't says don't deny it? Who says don't deny it? Oh, okay. Don't deny it. Um, my first thought is that it's got to be Roz because it's got to be like, oh, you've always hated Ben. Don't deny it. Okay. Mm. Or something like that. Um, and I'm just trying to think of anyone in this episode who's so accusatory sort of thing. Um, mm. So as to be able to then come back with, oh, don't deny it. Um, and I can't think of anyone. I mean, possibly maybe Daphne, if her and Roz were talking and she's like, don't deny it. He's always had a thing for you. Mm. Um, but I don't think so. I think Roz is the most plausible one. I'm not sure. I think it's something to do with Ben, but I think it's probably Roz who says it. It is Roz, Key. Um, she says, oh, come on, don't deny it. Those hints about finding someone with substance over style, the way you hated Ben, and Daphne told me you overheard you telling Nars you couldn't stop thinking about me and wanted to tell me the truth. Um, so it comes at the end when they're in the apartment, but yeah, well played, Key. It's your first who's cried in a while, I think. <laughs> um, love to hear it. Um, shall we hop over to listener mail? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Roz, who's our next caller? Uh, Queen Shortcomings got in touch. Um, admittedly, a quite a long comment. I'm sure they they would not be um, remiss in me agreeing with, uh, in me saying. So hopefully, I can abridge this a little bit. But they put what I love about your pod is that I always feel like I'm sitting with y'all and chatting. But this is the first week I have wanted so badly to be able to chat back. Sorry for the long comment. There you go. Um, I've got a bunch. Um, absolutely agree with Cam Winston Ray the Martin phone call. I cannot even abbreviate and, and abbreviate this and make it work. And they put the quote from from the phone call when Martin speaking to his his traffic buddies. Martin said, but she puts and Martin is already up and on the phone when all this Freudian conversation is going on. So he could have just returned to the table with that information. Maybe have gotten the street names from Fraser as he got up. There was no need for us to see it. Bugs me every time. Um, the reason for Martin goes with Fraser because I didn't know why he was going. He does say oh, I'd look a bit weird going into a police bar on my own. Um, so we kind of because it's a police bar. That's why Martin goes with him. Um, so that makes sense. Um, they also say in America, if you did get a fly in your drink, it would be a massive health code violation, which obviously it would be in the UK. Um, but like you'd get like a free meal and stuff like that. That would be standard practice. I mean, that is so not how it's done over here. <laughs> um, I mean, they do say that America's far more customer service centered, which it is. Yeah. Um, you know, we've talked about it being slightly, you know, a more litigious country. And yeah, yeah customer service and tipping is massive. I, I feel it in the UK. You'd be judged. Waft your hand around a bit. It'll soon fly off. Yeah, that is what would happen at my local. They'd be like, that's not a fly. That's, that's a, a gnat. That, that's, a, uh, that's a special prize. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. It's a remote control, a little insect. Um, that we've lost the remote control. Um, they also put, doesn't Maureen say to Martin, I remember you when I was in training, you gave this great lecture at the academy about how to deal with an armed suspect. So I, he, she did know him from the academy because I said it would have been good if he'd been like a teacher or something for her back in the day. But at least they had some crossing of paths. I had forgotten about that. Um, oh yeah, and Frazier falls asleep reading The Female Orgasm. I completely forgot about this. There is a series on the sofa in the book he's reading. It's called The Female Orgasm. Um, I so, did not know that. Yeah, there you go. Um <laughs> I love episodes where Frasier finds himself in Martin's world for a change. Wish this one lived up to its potential. Thanks, y'all. Glad to have you back this week. So thank you, Queen Shortcoming. Uh, next up, we've got MK, who says, this podcast episode was so good, it should be a crime. Oh. 
I mean, I love it when people give us positive feedback. I can just, I mean, I might read that out again. This episode, this podcast episode was so good. It should be a crime. Um, Marman MK has had two speeding tickets, but three times I've had encounters with the police all on the same stretch of a small country road by three different officers from the same small department, all of which were misunderstandings. And I was let go without incident. Um, fun fact, actually, this reminds me, my granddad once um, got pulled over for speeding. I obviously a long, long time ago. Mm. Um, and just completely sucked up to the police officer and got away with it. No, it was just one police officer on his own. And he said, if there'd been two, I wouldn't have been able to do it. But apparently the officer came up to him and uh, said, I think you were speeding, sir. And he said, Oh no, 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 no. I wouldn't speed, sir. I wouldn't speed. It's like you're lying to me. I wouldn't lie to you, sir. <laughs> I've got too much respect for you. Oh my god. And apparently just went on this like this sort of stream of consciousness for like five minutes. And the officer in the end went, okay, just leave. Just go. That is amazing. What so, the hell? Um, that's how my granddad got to have a speeding ticket probably about 30 that. years ago. I love um, that so much. Though the fourth time he got, um, he had a counter with the police. Uh, it's back to him, okay? The fourth time MK had the counter with the police was the best. Um, the road had been closed about two years ago due to a flood destroying a bridge, and it took him a while to repair it. It was October when it reopened, and unbeknownst to me, a new stop sign was added during construction that I had no idea about. I was on the way home from working at a theatrical haunted house and was made up to look like a thousand year old corpse. I flew through the stop sign around midnight and the only um, car on the road behind me was a cop. He was quite startled when he saw me, but when I explained, he told me that his kids loved, loved the haunt and he let me go. I love that story. Wow, I love that. That's um, so- MK loves Simon as well, Will. There you go, you're not alone. Oh, do I? <laughs> Rose! <laughs> um, true and fun bits for Fraser loves Roz. Since it was a ho-hum episode, I didn't really find any fun bits. <laughs> oh, I love that. Brutal. In many ways, that is the fun bit we were looking for all along. The fun bits of the friends we made along the way. Um, excellent. Thank you, MK. Uh, Hooping Cranes put, Hey guys, first time commenting, been loving the podcast. I listened to it whilst driving my newborn daughter around aimlessly while she's sleeping in the car. So I managed to get through a bunch of them. Um, and then they went on to send us their trivia questions, which we very uh, graciously accepted, of course. We were really happy to have them and then uh, and read them out earlier. So thank you, Hooping Crane. Uh, next, we've got Reclia, who says, So relieved to hear one of you loves Simon. Thank you, Will. Uh, by the way, you're not far off with songwriters of chess. Tim Rice and the male members of ABBA collaborated. Mm. Um, Frasier loves Roz. It's so sad to watch Roz so happy when it seems she's met Mr. Wright, knowing the guy is far from it. It was touching watching Frasier try to get her to dump Mr. Not-So-Right uh, before he dumped her, as was Frasier acting like he was in love with Roz to spare her already broken heart from shattering completely. There we go. Miss Worcester puts, guys, I am so disappointed you haven't seen A Knight's Tale. It's a classic, especially in the UK, very quotable. Stars a young Heath Ledger, as well as Paul Bettany, Mark Addy, and Alan Tudyk. Tudic? I, I don't know. I, I know all the others, but maybe Tudic. The latter actually stars an episode of Frasier. Can you remember which? Here's a hint. I need to sit down. Hmm. And there's a toilet. Is he? Does he play one of the Creasels? Oh, maybe. Is there any chance that he's. Oh, Alan! I know Alan Tudyk. I've just looked at the YouTube clip. I, I, he's um, he plays the guy, the great crane robbery when he nicks Fraser's apartment. The the new station manager, oh yeah, owner who's like rich. Um, I know him mostly from Dodgeball. He plays the pirate, doesn't he? In Dodgeball, um, yeah, 
He's like, I don't know who you are, that guy. <laughs> um, police story, very hit and miss, I think. Never really been enjoyed, really even enjoyed the beginning with Roz in the car. Starts off very loud and too busy. I do agree. I love the beginning, but I do agree it's very loud and busy for a Frasier ep when this is a show a lot of people like to put on at night and sleep do. And that would really roll me up. I've been pulled over once speeding and it was an unmarked police car. I was so embarrassed. Thankfully, he let me off with a warning. My dad was a police officer too, so I feel extra guilty. Oh, just to say, somehow I missed your Simpsons special review and only listened to it a couple of days ago, and it reignited my love as I had as a child with The Simpsons. So I've ordered the first five seasons from eBay. Thanks, guys. That's so awesome. It's nice. Love that. Love to keep people watching The Simpsons. Uh, and on the, the special reviews, we are desperately, we are going to get through them. We've yes. um, let it slide a little bit. Shall we do a public service announcement? Um, yeah, yeah. We, we, we know we have a backlog and we are desperate to get to them. It's just our schedules are so busy and it's obviously a lot to record, like, you know, multiple ones in, in a week. Um, if anyone listening wants their donation back, because, you know, you're quite frankly tired of waiting for the bonus, get in touch and we can do that. That's absolutely fine. Um, if not, trust us that we will get to it eventually. We can't say when or how or how often, but we will get through them all. Um, and I think it's fair to say that, like, don't donate anymore with the intention of, 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 of asking for one, because as much as we would love that, we just can't add them. We still have Keeping Up Appearances. We have Bone, bone, bone Kickers. kickers I think. Yeah. We have um, Groundhog Day. Um, there's a Cheers episode that we both watched but haven't actually recorded. Yes, yet. there's a Cheers episode we've seen. Um, oh, I think Harry wants us to do Dante's Peak at some point. Um, I think. Uh, yeah, but if, if you've donated and we've, we just haven't read yours out, let us know. Um, but yeah, we promise we will get to them at some point. It's just going to be a, a slow process. Um, but yeah. Uh, next up, I think we've got Cam Winston who says, lads, well, well, well. Two weeks ago when I said England versus who in the final of the Euros, you both bobbed me off. So who's in the final then? Uh, I realised that this episode is aired. Uh, the final will already have been played, but still, hashtag up the England. However, my part Italian girlfriend will be very much up the Azori, but whatever, lol. Um, we're about, <laughs> what, seven, well, nine hours till kickoff now? Yeah. Yeah, so exciting times, nerve-wracking so times. Um, I make Italy slight favourites, if I'm absolutely honest. I feel like the, the experience of Benucci and Collini is going to come in valuable for them. Um, but you never know, 90 minutes, potentially 120 minutes. We, we can do it. There's, there's always hope, isn't there? We um, can do it. We I'm hoping it. for a bank holiday if we win myself. Mm. Do you reckon we'll get one? Uh, I think we'll get one at some stage. I can see us getting like an extra August bank holiday. Mm. Um, because it's it just it's an easy thing as a politician to do to please everyone, isn't it? It is. It is. Right. Just um, have another day off, guys. Not like. that I like the current politicians getting the chance to uh, curry favour with people. Um, is that all, listener mail this week? Okay? Uh, Cammy's got Cammy's got a bit bored. I've just, oh, okay. <laughs> just gone off on a tangent. Go for so, it. Um, anyway, other stuff. I too represent the innocent of not getting on the wrong side of the law. I've had a couple of speeding tickets over the years, but in terms of really breaking the law and being put away by Mr. Plot, alas, I have not. Um, I have two friends who are both on the force, and if you ever want a good work story, talk to them. Uh, Fraser Loves Roz is a great story, and I like the inner message in it. For me, I took out of it how important it is not to place, put so much pressure on yourself. Roz being a bridesmaid and having to wear a lovely green dress makes her realise what's important to her, and maybe going from one BF to, one, to another BF isn't for her. For me, uh, this is the point in the show where Roz really comes into her own. Peace, lads, and as always, up the villa. 
Beautiful. Thank you, Kami. Lovely to hear from you as always. And indeed, the rest of you. Thanks for writing in. Uh, next week, it's the penultimate episode um, of this season. The focus, focus group. group. Oh, be a good one. Excited for this because I've seen this episode so infrequently. I've probably seen it like six times, probably less than that, actually, maybe four times. Um, so I'm actually really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I'm excited just because, um, you know, I'm not saying it's a classic or anything, but I think that we'll have a difference of opinion in how much we like it. Mm. And after all these weeks of agreeing with each other, I'm ready for... for Are you ready for some yeah, contention, man? Go, go, let's be a little bit contentious here. Let's batter each other. I'm <laughs> um, looking forward to that. And then in two weeks' time, I don't know how we're going to do it. We'll try and give people full full notice and get a good time so Americans can join us. But we will hopefully be doing a live episode. Um yeah where you'll be invited to join us on Zoom. You can sit in, you can listen, you can read out your listener mail live on air. There'll be a live trivia corner. Steve Mutum, admin Steve, just Steve, will be joining us to uh, give us his trivia and his kind of fact collecting that he's been doing, including coffee counts, how many episodes it rains in, all of that cool nerdy stuff we love on this podcast. Um, so promises to be pretty exciting. Are you you're looking forward to it? I am a little bit nervous, but definitely Same, actually. To so. Same, actually. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And I'll, I'll try and figure out the best way to get the Zoom set up um, so we can we can make it work. But, yeah, good stuff. Um, other than that, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.